Welcome to the Remnant Christian Center's podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message. I'm ready. Thank you, Sammy. Let's give it for Sammy. She's come back from, come on, from getting married. Come here, Sammy. Come here, Sammy. Come here, Sammy. You can't escape. You can't escape. Come here, Sammy. She's been gone for a month because I did her wedding. And then, wait, wait, put, show, show, show them, show them. Come on. There you go. There you go. Is Ryan here? There he is. There's Ryan. Come on, stand up, Ryan. We love come here, come here. Come here. You know this is your. So they've been gone for. Ooh, look at those glasses. Come on, come on, come on. Well, I love you guys, and uh, I'm so glad to have you back. It's been about a month. Have a good honeymoon, and just know that you guys are missed. Want to say anything? You're happy. Okay, okay, all right. All right. Love you guys. Thank you. And it's good to have the Ovias and, and, and the Caratini's back. Come on. Today's a good day. Yes. Happy birthday, late birthday to all of you. Well, I can't believe, you know, you know, how many love the Word of God? Come on, let's get the Word of God out. How many have been challenged by this series, touched by this series? The Word of God is so powerful that uh, a preacher like me that uh, spends uh, a lot of time studying the Word uh, and, and has called me to preach the, 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 the gospel. I could look at a scripture, and I know that Chris could do that too. But I've been doing this for you. I could look at a scripture like we're doing, and I could come up with, two, okay, this, these two words will be two weeks of a whole series. That's how powerful the word of God is. We spent two weeks on identity just on the phrase, Jabez means pain. And there was so much healing here. At RCC, as we've been talking about the principle of Jabez or the Jabez principle. Everybody say the Jabez principle. Now, the Jabez principle, for those of you who are new, is basically two verses in the Bible. You'll never find anything more in the Bible from Jabez. Now, I know there was a famous book years ago, but the newer generation knows nothing about that book. But I didn't read that book. I was just highlighted uh, several weeks ago on the, on the story Jabez. And we're going to dive into it, give a very brief review, and then I'm going to go to part five. And part five is still only like the second sentence of his prayer because we've gotten so much revelation. Amen. So let's pray. Father, in Jesus' name we ask, come on, just say it with me. Say, I ask that you speak to me today through your word. Come on. I didn't come to church, Lord, to play games. I came to church to experience God. And I want his word to come deep in me. And I ask that you change things, some things about me that are hindering my growth in you. And today I, I, I welcome the word. Just say that in your own way. I welcome the word of God to speak to me. I bind distractions, Lord, in the room. And I ask that you would anoint this word and it be well to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's turn to First Chronicles. I do this every week, but we're going to get something new every week. I always say, people, you, you may know the scripture, but you don't know the sermon. <laughs> Amen. Uh, that, so uh, I'll, I'll, uh, let, let's read. And as we read, I'll, I'll go through a brief uh, recap up until now. So verse 9 says, and Jabez, again, those of you who are new, it, it broke formality. It was a very boring discourse of just naming families. And all of a sudden, the historian says, I got to talk about this guy for two verses. For you guys that haven't been here, my gosh, it, it, we're on part five. It has been life-changing. How many agree? How many agree? So verse 9 says, now Jabez was more honorable than his brother. So part one, what did we talk about? Honor. And we talked about, I'm not going to say it all because it's too much time. The main thing I got about honor is this. We can never receive from someone that we dishonor. So even if we don't tell them, if we, even if it's silent within us, 
and, and we never tell them. We can never receive. And the Holy Spirit told me there are some people that are mad at you at the church and they can't receive from you. I'll just let that fall, whatever it falls. There's some people upset at you. And so if you, if you bring dishonor even in your heart, I could be throwing gems and the person right next to you being like delivered. And you're just like, I'm not getting fed here. So honor is key. So I won't get in, into that, but just, just go to part one. I had a whole teaching on honor, right? So that's why God blessed him. He was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called him Jabez because he was born in what? We talked about identity of your name and your labels. Uh, that, and some of us, unfortunately, are here because we are a byproduct of somebody else's pain. Listen to me. You... Some of you are a byproduct of somebody else's pain or your own pain in your own life. Your own pain has brought you a situation, all right? So we needed to know about identity. So we spent two weeks on that. Now watch this, verse 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Come on, say, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Now that was part four, okay? That was part four last week. And we talked about the different ways. How many were here last week? The different ways the Bible calls blessing, and it's not only monetary like we think in the Western. God blesses us with favor as a shield. Come on. He blesses us, listen, with peace. The Bible says he blesses. He actually deems this is a blessing. I'm going to give them peace. It has maybe nothing to do with finances, but you have an anxious mind, and that is a blessing. And so uh, I want to just say this before we go to today's message. Don't be ashamed to ask God to bless you. We have a right to ask that God bless you. That was my main message last week is stop thinking that you can't ask God to bless you. In our Western world, because it's been abused so much, we're like, well, I just ask for God. I don't ask God for, to bless me. Then why is it, is it okay for the Bible characters to ask God to bless them and not us? Yes, I understand that people have abused it. But don't go on the other end either and have false humility and never ask God to bless you. Bless me indeed. If, if, if a preacher were to say that today without explanation, we would all think he's an arrogant person. Bless me, Lord. I know that they're hearing me pray. Imagine you hear my prayers every day. Lord, bless me. I'm not even praying for RCC yet. Bless me a lot. But I wanted to get that in you because you are blessed. That's part of your identity. Now, this is the next thing he said. We're going to have a whole message on this phrase today. Are you ready? Are you ready? And he said, enlarge my territory that your hand will be with me. Now, I'm not going to talk about your hand be with me because the Holy Spirit gave me a, a powerful revelation next week. Sorry, Miss Darlene, I know you're not going to be here next week. But, but your hand will be with me is a powerful revelation that the Holy Spirit gave me what that means. Remember, prophetic preaching is you take verses and you prophetically expound on that, on what it means today and even scripturally. Enlarge my territory is what we're going to talk about today. He said, bless me indeed. Then he said, enlarge my territory. Put that slide up. Come on. Everybody say, enlarge my territory. One more time. Say, enlarge my territory. Now, that doesn't only mean you get bigger houses, bigger property, bigger real estate. What it means that what Jabez was praying, he says, I want a greater capacity of influence. A greater capacity of influence. Expound my influence so that, my, that your name could grow further through my growth. Now, what does it mean 
to spiritually expand. So when it says enlarge my territory, I'm going to break it into today, but I'm going to talk about it symbolically and spiritually, okay? Enlarge my territory. That prayer, when he prayed that, is speaking, watch this, of the need and the realization of spiritual growth and the need to expand our capacity to receive more of God. Do you realize that we cannot stay at the elementary level when we first got saved and think that everything's going to be powerful and dandy. We have come to uh, claim a lot of scriptures without realizing that there's a lot of things we need to do in order for those scriptures that we are claiming to come to pass. We just can't have a five-minute prayer life once a month and expect to walk in power like Jesus did. We must expand our heart to receive more, which means sometimes we have to remove things in order for us to grow. One of the greatest dilemmas in the body of Christ is when Christians stay, watch this, at the same level of spiritual maturity when they first came in. We must go from glory to glory. And I'm going to explain that because I used to say that. I'm going to explain in a minute what the Bible actually means by going from glory to glory. Do do we really know what that means? I'm going to shock you. It, it actually means here, right here. Uh, but, but what it actually means is going to shock you for a, for a second. But I want you to put that slide up. Spiritually and symbolically, uh, uh, enlarging our territories up there means to increase our level of spiritual maturity, hallelujah, spiritual capacity, and influence for the expansion of the kingdom of God. Do you know why you need to grow? Do you know why you need to grow? Is because he can't ha- give you deeper things for you to be responsible for if you stay at the same level. God loves the immature believer, but he can't trust him with great responsibility. Do you understand that? My, my, my kids, when they were younger, everything in the house that I have, they owned it. But if I give them the car, they can do it, but they weren't mature enough. They didn't have the capacity, the understanding to drive a car. And if actually, outlook, watch this, this is powerful. In my love for them, I am withholding, I cannot trust them with a car yet. Some people say, well, God doesn't love you. No, it's because he loves you that he's not giving you certain things because he's waiting for us to grow up. Grow up and start cr- stop crying for the same things you've been crying about. I'm not trying to be insensitive. There is a season to cry, but there's a season to get up. There's a season to wipe those tears away and say, what am I going to do about my situation? So we we have to grow. Expanding our territory has to do with growth. Look at the second point. Spiritual growth and enlarging our territory, this is key, speaks of the Lord challenging us to see the need for new spiritual expansion in our lives. Watch this. I wrote this down. It is the call to identify. I want you to hear this. The old and ineffective things in our lives so that we can make room for the new. I'll read that last sentence again. It is the call, expanding our territory. It is a call to identify the old. Everybody say identify the old. There's some old stuff living inside of us. Pause for reflection. There's some old stuff. We're we're all Christians here, most of us, but there's a lot of old stuff. In order for us to have the new, we have to identify the old and ineffective things that we must get out. Why? Because Jesus says, I cannot, 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 cannot put new wine into old wineskin. I cannot. He says, I, if I do, <laughs> no, I saw this the other day and I never saw this. He says, if I put new wine into old 
hearts that are not wanting to grow, that are not wanting to expand, that are not making more room for holiness because there's all, some old stuff in there, right? He says, the Bible says in, in Mark that the w- new wine will burst. You know what I love about that? If the, if the new wine could talk, it's like, I cannot be contained in this little thing. I need to grow. I need, I need an atmosphere where, need, where I can grow. That's why a lot of people, when they leave churches, if they're not offended, they feel that they're not growing. Now, I want to say this. It's not the church's responsibility only to keep you to grow. It is partly, partly the responsibility for the church to grow. But the, your, main, your main ingredient to grow is you. The church will help you grow. But if you're not growing, don't blame the church for your lack of growth. Come on, somebody. So enlarging our territory is looking at us and saying, do I still watch this, have the same revelation that I had five years ago, and I'm still using that one or two revelations because I'm not growing? Am I going from revelation to revelation? Am I growing in my maturity? Is my speech changing? Come on. Is my, is my habits changing? Is my weaknesses still dominating me? That's a sign that you're growing or not. Here's a sign. Have you been reading the word a little bit more? Uh, Did you used to pop off in your mouth and now you don't? That's growth. Glory to God. Someone cuts you off I-4. You used to be, used to not speak in tongues. You speak in another tongue and another tongue. Now someone cuts you off and you're like. (laughs) Listen, listen, listen. No, I'm serious. You know what that's called? Meekness. The word meekness in the Greek means controlled strength. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Look it up. Look it up. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Look it up. Meekness means I could do it, but I'm not. That means you've grown and you've stretched. And you've allowed God to grow you. We cannot stay as a baby Christian. Enlarging our territory is a challenge. Everybody say a challenge. For us to grow up. It's a challenge for us to say, where am I? Am I still at the same level of, of, of devotion? I'm not talking about legalism. I'm talking about, I'm talking about growing. Am I, am I uh, growing in my knowledge of God? Am I growing in my Christian character? Come on, say amen. And, and, and then uh, in Mark chapter 22, in the, new, in the NLT, it actually says it different. It actually calls uh, the wineskin, a uh, new wine, a command. Watch. It says Mark 2, verse 22 in the NLT. No one puts new wine into old wineskin. Watch this now. For the wine would burst the wineskin, and the wine and the skins would both be lost. Everybody say new wine calls for new wineskins. You know what the words call for me? Demands. New wine demands new wineskin. Listen, listen. Jesus is not making a suggestion here. He's making a command. He's giving three commands. New wine. New wineskin. New wine. It's the common denominator is new. What's the purpose of this, of this uh, scripture? Jesus didn't come to patch things up. He came to make things new. He's, he's God heals the heart. But you know what David prayed? Created me a new heart. He goes, yeah, you could heal it, but I need a brand new one. I need a greater capacity for God. 
I need a greater capacity for the word. I want a greater hunger for the, for the presence of God. See, here's how you measure growth. How, where's your hunger level? That was for free. That was not in my notes. Where, where, is, where is your hunger level? Hear me now. I'm not, this, is, this is good preaching here, okay? If your hunger level after walking with the Lord for him, for his presence, to be with him, to be with the saints of God, to be with the people of God, is boring and, uh, and just kind of dragging your feet, and you were not that way when you first got saved, that means you have not matured in that area. Something dull has, has crept up to dull your heart and to dull your spirit. It's like I gave an analogy years ago, what we have to do to expand. For a bookshelf, right? If you have books, how many have uh, books in your house or a shelf in your house? Okay. So in order for you to get new stuff in there, there's three things that you got to do. All right? You either got to get rid of the shelf and buy a new one that's bigger. Watch this, because you can't, some of, some of the husbands like, confirmation, Lord, confirmation, thank you. I'm going to Ikea after, you know. She's like, yes, the Lord answered my prayer. <laughs> the wife is like, get rid of the, watch this. In order to grow, everybody say grow. You got to either get a bigger shelf in order to put more books in there, all right. You need to either uh, get rid of some books. Hello, hello. No, 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 I'm serious. I'm giving you an analogy. Somebody like, no, I like all my books. No, it's just an analogy. If you have 15 new books, watch this. What if, what if God told you, I have 15 new spiritual books that I want to give you, and I want you to put them in your shelf. This is in the natural, but the shelf of your heart. Imagine your heart being a, a bookshelf, and you're like, oh, I would love to, but right now it's all full. Do you know that sometimes being full is not a good thing? Sometimes you have to empty yourself out to get the new. So how do you grow? I'm teaching you how to grow. You just don't say, Lord, help me grow. Okay, I pray to pray. Here it goes. No, no, no. What's the books in your shelf look like in your heart? Take some of the books out that are old and ineffective and have not been able to use anymore. Take them out so you can make room for the new ones that are coming in. That's how we grow. We need to identify the old. What is the old that has been creeping up in you? What's the old uh, 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 carnal ways? What is the old complaining ways? What are the old lustful ways? What are the old worldly ways? What are the old attitude ways? You got to identify it, deal with it, and take it out. Or you know what you could do? And I'm looking to Eliel because he's a construction man. You know what you could do to grow? Get the same shelf and expand it. In other words... You take what you already have and stretch it out so you can have room for the new. That's what God wants to do in your heart. That's what God wants to do in your life. He does not want you to stay at the same level. What you, imagine, you know, in the natural, we, we could recognize and discern things in the natural far better than we do in the spiritual. But yet the natural sometimes explains the spiritual. What if I would come here with diapers and preach to you, you know, <laughs> diapers. Come on. C come on, church. What's going on with y'all? You'll be like, that is, what, I'm never coming back. Who is that crazy guy? <laughs> but yet, spiritually, we go, I don't want this. And I am so mad at that guy. And I am so offended. He talked to me that way. And you've been saving, you've been saved for 20 years. 
I'm never going back to that church. It's too hot in there. It's too black in there. It's too white in there. It's too cold in there. The church finds something to get offended about something every day. Oh, I don't like the way the pastor looked at me. I don't like the way that they, I don't want to submit to that. Let me just show you something for free. You want a sign of growth? You want a sign of growth? See if you're growing? See how you respond to loving submission. Loving submission. Not controlling submission. Watch this. Submission doesn't even begin until you disagree with something. You can't, you can't submit to something that you agree with. <laughs> if, I give, if I give you $500, you're not going to be like, oh, I'll, okay, I'll submit to that. Oh, this is so hard. You'd be like, thank you, Jesus. But if I say, hey, PK, I can't have you doing this. I need you to do, do that. You may not like it. But right now, I'm not sinning when I say that, right? And I'm saying that even for children or for teenagers. Just because, listen, if you still live in the house, honor your mother and father. It's not persecution. I get, I get teenagers all that. I get teenagers all the time. I'm getting persecuted. What, why? What happened? Well, my parents, they don't believe in God. Okay, okay. Well, they said that I got to be home by, by 12 a.m. And, 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 and I got home at 1 a.m. And now they're mad at me. I'm getting so persecuted. I'm like, that ain't persecution. You're just not submitting to your parents. I don't care if they're worldly. Submit to your parents. That's how you're going to win them over. That's a whole other topic. This, I want you to see this next point because this is powerful. Are you getting something this morning? Okay, you can say amen to me, all right? Because I, I think I'm, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen this morning. So, I've <laughs> so look at this point. Sometimes, this is uh, what I'm going to say is deep now. It's going to cut, right? But I want you to listen. Sometimes the areas that are keeping us from expanding or growing in God are our own desires and weaknesses that we have slowly allowed to live and remain in our lives. Watch this. Unchecked and undealt with. This type of reality produces the quickest chokehold on your growth is when we have slowly allowed our weaknesses to remain unchecked. Everybody say, check yourself before you wreck yourself. All the old school people know what I'm talking about. If you allow weaknesses, now I'm going to say something deep. Listen to me now. I'm going to prove it in scripture, okay. Weaknesses undealt with will morph into sin living inside of you. Listen to me, listen to me. Weaknesses that are undealt with will not only stop your growth, it will morph into sin. And sin, that desire, will morph into spiritual death. I'm going to prove it in Scripture in just a second. Now, I'm going to have a discussion with you because what I'm about to say is deep. Because a lot of people have different views on this, okay. Where is sin now, right. Like let's say, you know, where is it, right. Some of that, oh, it's there, it's there, okay. So if Jesus, watch, this is powerful. If Jesus took care of sin on the cross, sin is dealt with, right. Sin is dealt with. We still have to repent from sin, right? The, so, so where sin has been dealt on the cross. So where does it begin and where does it start in people's lives? Is, is, is it like we just walk into, oh, there's sin right there. Oh, well, you know, there's sin right there. God dealt with you, sin. Well, you know, no. Sin starts with a desire. And a desire then morphs into a weakness, a weakness undealt with morphs into sin now fully being grown. Now watch this. This tripped me up when I read this. Sin actually has the capacity to grow. 
Now that, you're like, wait a minute now. Where, what's the pastor saying? I'm going to say, I'm going to prove it in scripture. I'm not going to say, sin, if I say sin has the capacity to grow in me. Just like holiness has a capacity to grow in you. The greater you yield to the word of God and to the, and the decisions that, that yield to righteousness, the greater your righteousness desire will be. But if you yield to these weaknesses, it will turn to sin. Now watch this. Where's sin? In here. Because sin starts with a desire. Now watch this. I know you're looking at me funny like I have a, have a, a cucumber on my head or something. But watch this. James chapter 1 verse 12. I'm going to prove it in the, in the New King James. Are you ready? Look at this. Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted or tempt uh, anyone from, by, by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. Now I want you to read this slowly. We've read it before here, but this is so important when it comes to our growth and our expansion. All right? You feeling me? You following me? How many want to grow in the Lord? Okay, but I want to I want to challenge you today through Scripture. There's other things growing inside of you too. There's other realities growing at the same time that the Spirit of God and the righteousness of God is trying to grow in you. Now watch this. But each one, everybody say each one. Let's read it carefully for the first time. Is tempted when he is drawn away. Everybody say this with me. By his own desires. You see that? Where does temptation come from? By our own desires. Okay, watch this. Nowhere in here is the devil going, do it, do it, do it. The devil made me do it. No, the devil's nowhere in here. Come on, preach, Pastor George. I'm trying to, you know. Watch this. Each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and entice. Then, watch, this is the key. When desire has conceived. Wait a minute. What's happening inside? Wait, wait, wait. Desire is conceived now like, like a baby? Like in a womb? It gives birth to what? Where is sin? It got quiet up here in this Baptist church here. When desire is conceived, watch this, desire in you, it gives birth to sin. Sin. A lot of people are calling their weaknesses weakness when it's actually a sin and a bondage because the weakness has been undealt with for a long time. Uh, it's just a weakness. No, it's, 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 listen, 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 I'm trying to set you free. It's a weakness that has morphed and birthed into sin. Now it's a pattern of sinful behavior. Watch, watch this, watch this, watch this. This is key. When desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. Now, this is what I'm talking about right here. This is the proof, this next sentence. And sin, when it is fully grown, that means it could grow. When it's fully grown, where is it fully grown, church? In me. When it's fully grown in me, that brings forth death. Do you want to stifle your growth? Stop, just ignore your weaknesses. I'm not talking about being con condemned. I'm not talking about being shameful. But don't let your weaknesses go unchecked till it forms and conceives into sin. Because sin has a capacity to grow in you. Just like righteousness has a capacity to grow in you. Listen, it all depends on who you're feeding. 
If you feed righteousness more, you're going to be hungry more for righteousness. Come on, somebody. If you feed desire and weakness, you're going to have sin growing in your heart. But it's up to us. So that means righteousness and sin, the Bible says in Galatians, there's two opposite forces. You saw that. You know that. It's the, the, the spirit lusts against the flesh. So that you don't do what you want to do. That's why he says walk in the spirit. Watch this. I'm going to give you a revelation that I never, I never gave you before. Ready to shout? How do you walk in the spirit? By emptying the old fleshly books in your shelf and getting them out and replacing them with what God wants you. That means what kind of music you listen to, what you're watching, what you're doing in your private time, what you're talking about. Maybe, you, okay, maybe no one sees that, but it's growing in you. You know that gossip, the, the people that complain about gossip or got hurt by gossip without knowing it, they're gossiping themselves sometimes. I can't believe they talked to me about that. Did you hear? And they said, blah, blah, blah. okay, wh what are you doing right now? Don't let weakness turn into sin. But at the same time, don't look at sin as only a weakness. That's, that's, a, that's a deep word right there. Ah, it's just a weakness. No, it may be a sin fully grown in. You deal with that sin. Repent of that sin. That's a curse word in church now. Sin? Repent? No, don't say that. Not in this church. It's not a curse word here. What kills our growth is when we allow our weakness to be conceived in our spirit. Now watch this. Say this with me. It's going to be on the screen. Greater influence, growth, and maturity require greater responsibility. How many want to grow in God? That means there's some responsibility you have to take. Start showing up to some Bible studies and start growing. Start looking at books and curriculum that you could go, come on, start looking at podcasts and, and YouTube. Don't just stay there and, and, and think that you're going to grow by doing nothing. It takes responsibility. Listen, I used to think that I could quote the scriptures like, this is a famous scripture, watch this, watch this. Where Jesus said, this is powerful, where Jesus, he, he said, um, uh, he who abides in me, the works that I do, watch this, he will do also. And, and watch. And what? Hmm, greater works than Jesus? So then all I have to do is get saved and have, I'm, I'm just, you know, a 10-minute prayer life with God once a month. I'm so busy, but you know what? I barely talk to God, but God knows I love him. Do you think with that level of devotion, that level of consecration and commitment that we're going to do greater works than what Jesus did. So we can't claim scripture without responsibility. That is a good, that is a good word. That is a good word. You can't claim scripture without applying responsibility on your part to reap that claiming. Well, I, I claim that. I claim that. And, and you, if you haven't prayed in five weeks, well, I, I claim it. You know what? God could do anything he wants because he's merciful and he's sovereign. You could be tired and by the mercy of God is sometimes that he flows through you. But listen, your gifting and your calling is without repentance or irrevocable, the Bible says. So you could actually be backslidden and pray for someone and they get healed. And you're like, whoa. Your gifting is not a sign of your character approval for God. Hear me now. Hear me now. That's where people get deceived. Well, well God must be okay with me. No, it's just mercy that he's thinking about that person. He's dealing with you, but because right now you're going to be praying for that person, that person, I'm merciful, and they need a breakthrough. But you, don't think that just because I flow through you that I approve everything that you have not been undealing with. And that goes with me too. That goes with everybody. 
You cannot expect to grow if you don't focus on character growth. Hear me. Don't focus on, on gifting growth. Go f- focus on character growth. And when you have character growth, your gifting growth could be sustainable. Now, oh, man, I'm preaching good today. Now, when you pray for someone, it comes with extra authority because now you're living what you're praying. When I pray for someone that's sick and I'm in constant pain, I know what that person is going through and I take my time. I, I used to rush before. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's pray. No, when they're, they're crying, I go, I know what they're feeling. So when I pray for them, I'm giving, an, I'm, there's like a, a, a push that I'm giving. Why? Because I know what they feel like. But we got to grow. Look at this. Look at this. If we want the results that Jesus walked in. Put that slide up. Watch this. And promised for us we need to walk as Jesus walks. Live like Jesus lived. That doesn't mean to be perfect. Now, when I say walk for those new believers, I'm not talking about stride. You know, I'm not talking about we need to, we need to walk like Jesus walked. You know, like, or, or like this. The word walk in, in the Bible means live. Now watch this. You say, well, well, Pastor George, you lost me on that one. I was okay and everything else. But how can you expect us to live like Jesus lived? Notice what I'm saying, and I'm going to prove it in Scripture, okay. I'm not saying be perfect and without any flaw. That's impossible. But he says, follow the example of what Jesus did. He says, if you want what Jesus had, how many want what Jesus had? Come on, come on. Okay, that's five of you. The rest of you, I'll take it. I'll take yours. You need to walk like Jesus walked. Now, I'm not saying that you have to walk on water or, or go through the wall. <laughs> Try it. You won't be able to do it. It means walking in the standards of Scripture. Now, watch this. I'm going I'm to prove it. I'm going to prove it. First John chapter 2. How many are getting something this morning? Everybody say, it's time to grow. Come on, it's time to grow. Some of you, you need to grow in your level of, of joy. Some of you need to grow in the level of seek, seeking the word. Some of you need to grow in the level of your relationships. You've been around the same relationships that, that have been dulling you down. It's time for the new. That's why, you know, I know this sounds funny, but that's why I shake. You know, I said, like, you know, for the first time in 15 years, I'm going to do something new. It's not really drastic. I just shaved this part. Now I look, now, now it's like, maybe, I don't know. But look at 1 John chapter 2. <laughs> it says, he, look, look at this. Ready? S- say this. This is scripture. He who says he abides in him, listen, ought himself also to walk just as he walked. I want just reflection here for a second. He who says he abides in him ought himself to walk as he walked. So this wasn't just a PG phrase. This is actually scripture. He commands us to walk like he walks. So watch this. When you start walking like he walks, you can start claiming the things that he really wants for your life because you can back it up with your lifestyle. It's time for the church to grow. Can I, hear, can I say something? Can I say something? Listen, listen. The world needs the church to grow. Because watch this. If the, if the church is acting just like the world because of our immaturity, how is there going to be light in dark places? When you go to work and you're just depressed as the person that's next to you and they don't have the spirit of God, how can the world be reached without the church growing up? Can I say something to you? The Bible says in Revelation that Jesus will not come until the bride has matured. We are his bride. And he's like, nope, I can't come. 
because the bride needs to mature. Now, that doesn't mean he's spanking us and he's wimping us, but he's telling us, if you want to expand, that's what I believe Jabez says, expand me, grow me, grow my area of influence so that I could touch the world through you. You cannot expand, uh, stay at the same level of growth and expect greater things to come from the Lord for you. It's just not going to happen. Now, remember when I said glory to glory? Watch this. This is, I'm gonna, this is a trip. Look at what the Passion Translation describes going from glory to glory. In other words, one level of maturity to the other. How many have heard that phrase? We go from glory to glory. How many heard that before? Well, my eyes were open to what that really means. It actually means expanding from one level to another. Look, look at this. Look at 1 Corinthians 3, TPT, the, the Passion Translation. Then I'm going to get to the, 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 the last scripture is, is the meat of my message. 2 Corinthians 3.18, we can all draw close to him with the veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we all become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. Watch this. We, everybody say we, are being transformed into his very image. That means it's right now. Look, look at this. As we move from one brighter level of glory to another. We move from one brighter level of glory to another brighter level. That means in the spirit realm, we have brighter glory levels. That means we are, we are moving in our level of glory, our level of maturity. Our level of maturity determines our next level. Right? So he says we're moving, or we're supposed to move, from one level of brightness to another Jesus says, how can they see your light if you're the light of the world, if it's hidden under a hill? He said, let your light shine. But in the church, many of us, have our light has grown dim. And I'm gonna, I'm, it's a precursor to what I'm about to say. It's going to set everyone free. In my opinion, the, other, the, the, the one scripture that talks about expansion the most, and I believe gives ingredients for expansion, like Jabez said, is Isaiah 54. Let's all turn there. Isaiah 54 uh, is a powerful verse. I spoke this before, but I've never said it like this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close with this, so I'm going to give you five. Are you guys with me today? You guys with me? Okay. There's some of you that are kind of like nodding your head and sleeping. So come on, wake them up in Jesus' name. Isaiah 54, say Isaiah 54, gives me ingredients. Look at that, look at that, 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 um, that slide. Spiritual ingredients necessary to enlarge our territory in spiritual growth and maturity so that we can be more effective in the kingdom of God. Now, these are ingredients that I picked up. There's probably more. I didn't read them in a, in a commentary. I just read this scripture, and as I stared at it, that's what I do with scripture. I just look at it for a while. Just keep reading it over and over and over again. And I saw five. There's probably more. because if, if you keep going, there's probably more. Five. Everybody say five. We're in our fifth year, so this is good. That it's five, right? Ingredients for spiritual expansion. How many want ingredients for spiritual expansion? Okay. And some of it is going to, watch this. Every, every ingredient that I'm about to share comes from revelation of just, just, just kind of staring at the scripture, but it comes literally from each verse, and I'll explain it. Number one, look at the, the let, let's read it, let's read, let's read it together. Verse one, sing, O barren, look at the scripture, you who have not born, 
In other words, have no, not fruit in this season. Break forth into singing and cry aloud, you who have not labored with child. Watch this. For more are the children of the desolate than the children of the married woman, says the Lord. Verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. Come on. We're talking about enlarged territory. Look at what it says. Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Glory to God. Watch this. For you shall expand to the left and the right. And he's not talking about your weight there. Thank God. You shall expand. Everybody say expand. To the right and to the left. What is that speaking of, church? What is that speaking of? Growth. You're going to expand. You're going to expand your territory. You're going to grow if you do these things. Watch this. Watch this. And your descendants will inherit the nations. I'll be quick. And make the desolate cities inhabited. Verse 4. Do not fear, for you will not be ashamed nor disgraced, for you will not be put to shame. Watch this promise. For you will forget the shame of your youth. And will not remember the reproach of your widowhood anymore. Verse 5. For your maker is your husband. The Lord of hosts is his name. And your redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. He is called the God of the whole earth. Someone give God a praise. So in these five verses, I'm going to give you five ingredients. And then we're going to pray on expanding. Because we must purpose in our hearts to change. Change doesn't start with God only. I know that's like a church, that's a whole spiritual thing. He mu you must partner with him. You will not grow if you don't make the initiative uh, uh, step. The Bible says draw near to God and he'll draw near to you. There's a principle there. We must act first. And there's some things that we've got to identify. And we're going to identify some things. One of the first things that I think that we need to do to grow, to start growing in our private time and expanding. I know that this sounds crazy, and this is not for worship leaders. Is singing in worship. Singing in worship to the Lord. What does the Bible say when you're barren? Watch this. I'm going I'm to preach now. Sing. Oh, barren, you who have not born. Singing and worshiping has nothing to do with people that have a good voice. He didn't say, sing, all you who have a good voice. He didn't say sing, uh, those of you who could harmonize or on a worship team. He says, watch this, sing, watch this, watch this, in worship. Now, now, now I, I'm not talking about just corporate. I'm talking about privately. Learn how to put a CD on, a, 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 a iTunes thing on, and learn, even if you're embarrassed, to open your mouth and sing, even if you don't got a good voice. Because singing has a capacity through worship, listen, to break forth spiritual barrenness. Oh, my God. Sing those who have not born. In other words, if you're spiritually barren, you're not producing fruit in this season, put a worship song, and you may not feel anything. But what happens is God created worship to purposely open your heart like a flower so that when you're vulnerable and get to that point in worship, he could deposit a seed in there of healing. Learn how to worship in singing. That's right. I said it. I said it. Learn how to worship because when you worship in singing, I know this is not preached a lot because it seems like I'm, I'm just speaking to worship leaders. I'm speaking to the whole church. Remember what happened to Jehoshaphat? He, Jehoshaphat wasn't, wasn't a worship leader. He goes, sing, and the enemies will be confused. 
Can you imagine a whole army, a whole army coming? What's the plan, Lord? Come on, give me an axe from heaven or a sword. Where is it? I got a plan. Just stay there. They're coming and they're, ah, you know, like gladiator or 300. Just open your mouth and sing and worship. Can I be honest? I would be like, get behind me, devil. Where is the Lord? And the Lord said, that's not the devil, it's me. And they started singing and worshiping. Hurry up, quick, quick, quick. I love you, Lord. Come on, say it. And I lift my voice, worship you. And everyone started worshiping God. And all of a sudden, these people got confused. Because the Lord fights your battles when you sing. Watch, you're going to shout. How many want to shout? How many want to shout? I'm going to prove it to you. I'm going to prove it to you that he silences the enemy through your worship. And you're singing. That's why if you want to grow, the first thing that the enemy wants to do is to try to steal your worship. Because worship actually defeats the devil. Worship in singing. Singing to the Lord. The Bible says sing unto the Lord a new song. Did he say to worship leaders? He said to people, what is the sign of a spiritual Christian in Ephesians chapter 4 and 5? Sing spiritual songs to one another. Now, it's, not, it's, not like, it's not like the West Side Story. That's not what he's talking about. Like, come here, PK. Would you lay hands on that person over there? Hallelujah. No, that's, he's, not saying, he's not saying sing songs like, like to one another. I had someone say, but did you sing to one another? I go, no, no, no. I go, it says sing together one another to the Lord. You know what we should be doing as, as spiritual Christians according to Ephesians? We should always have a song and a melody in our heart. Now watch this. Are you ready to shout? Are you ready to shout? Look at what the Bible says about songs and little children. Look at what it says. Put that up there. Psalm chapter 8. Oh, I'm going to run about in the church on this one. Look at this. Psalm chapter 8. You have built. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. This one is in the TPT version, the Passion Translation. So if you have it. You have built a stronghold by the. Come on. I can't hear you. By the what? Strength rises up with the. Choruses of singing children. Watch this. This kind of praise, oh my God, has the power to shut Satan's mouth. Childlike worship, watch this. Childlike worship will silence the madness of those who oppose you. Oh, somebody needs to give a God a praise break. Somebody needs to sing unto the Lord. We love you, Lord. Oh, it has a capacity to silence the enemy. You want to grow? Start singing in worship when you don't feel like it. My God, the greatest times where I have grown is when I didn't feel like it. And I'm like, Lord, that's why some, uh, two, two weeks ago I posted something. Some of you must have seen it on Facebook. I, I, I put like an old in Integrity and Hosanna CD on my, on my Roku. And it was like, Lord, I want to be with you. Blair dwelling in your presence. And I used to hear that all the time in Benny Hill's ministry in 1993. And I remember see, str tears streaming down. And the Lord says, go back to those old songs. Whatever moves your heart, go back to it. If there's a song that used to stir you, my sister, go put it on and worship the Lord and you'll see that depression leave you. I'm going to read that again. Put Psalm 8 again because this is so good. Look at this. Psalm 8, 2 verse, in, the, in, the, in the Passion Translation. You have built a stronghold by the songs of children. Strength rises up in the chorus of infants. This kind of praise, glory to God, has power to shut Satan's mouth. This is not a PG phrase. It's a scripture. Did you even know that's in the scripture? 
This kind of song praise has the ability to shut Satan's mouth. Watch this, it gets even better. Childlike worship, everybody say childlike worship. Will silence the madness of those who oppose you. I'm just going to drop the mic right here. Let's read it together because this is so powerful. How many have some madness around you? You know, instead of doing this, do this. <laughs> because, listen, when you do this, the devil will go like this. I mean, the, the, the angels will go like this to the devil, right? Childlike worship, say it. Childlike worship will silence the madness. Say the madness. The madness of those who oppose me. What silence is it? Worship. Singing. Do it while you're driving. Do it while you're taking a shower. Do it while you're cooking. It doesn't matter. Do it while you're alone too. You need some alone time, undistracted time. But I find out when I talk to people, they have a good prayer life, but they don't have a good worship life. We need to go back. I know that's not for some, some men are looking at me like, don't say that, Pastor George. Easy. Some of you guys have some good work voices, man. I'm telling you, I'm, I was back here and someone was harmonizing. I'm like, ooh, holy But what I'm saying is this. Use your voice to sing. Watch this. I'm going to go to the second one. You want to you expand? You need to start singing in your alone time. Find a song. I beg you. Find a song and don't think, oh, this is so weird. Who cares if it's weird? I love singing. I don't sing in front of you a lot, but I love singing to the Lord. Hey, the Bible says make a joyful noise, and to him it's good. To him it's like, come on. It could be like, I love you. And (laughs) the angels are probably going. But God is going, this is my son. Watch this. And what happens to your heart when you worship in singing, listen, in singing, it actually makes you grow. I have grown so much by just learning how to worship. That's a lost art. That's, that's the first one. Sing, oh, you barren, right? That's expansion. Come on. Number two. Look at what, what number two is. Break off what has silenced you. Ooh, this is good. This is good. This is going to bring healing in some of you. Ooh, God, 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 God. I need an organ player right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously. Everybody say, break off what has silenced me. You say, where do you get that? Where do you get that? Cry aloud. How many have babies? So there, there's, a, there's a beautiful, uh, sorry, I, 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 there's, there's no one over there, okay. What happens when there's silence in the room and all of a sudden you hear loud crying? What happens is crying, watch this, breaks the silence of something that is happening to the child. Because most of the time, crying aloud, like doing right now, right, most of the time, it's either one of two things. It's because either they're hungry or they got hurt. Watch this. Are you ready for this? Hurt and pain and disappointment has a capacity to silence you. So when you are hurting and when you continue to have been hurt by people, been hurt by churches or hurt by your parents, slowly that cry becomes them and watch this. You become silent. One thing I've learned years ago, <clears throat> I never forget this. I've never shared this with RCC. 
Years ago, I was a, uh, as a young man, I was fasting a lot. And before I had a position of a, a pastor, I would just travel a lot. And there was, this, uh, there was this time I went to this church. How many remember, how many have been around for a while, right? I went to this church, um, El Calvario. This is a church years ago that, that I went there. And my good friend, Pastor Gary Berrios, he, at that time he was, uh, we're old. So at that time he was a youth pastor, right? I remember, guys, going in there. Listen to me. This is, uh, this is going to be deep. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm preaching, right? And I said, some of you are, are, are being silenced for years because of your pain. And the Lord says, need to break off that silence today. And I said, now this is deep, so um, please hear me. I said, there's some of you that have been molested. And some of you have been violated. And you have kept that a secret. And it's time to open up, cry aloud. So that that, that silence of the lambs is broken. Now watch this, and I share, I never forget, I shared this scripture that I'm about to share. And guys, I tell you something. When I shared this scripture, I've never experienced this before. I call people up, and I'm telling you, I saw people getting radically delivered from years of pain that they have, that the enemy had kept silence in there. Because I was driving years ago, and I heard the Lord say, the devil's power is in your silence. The devil's power is in your silence. The more you stay silent because of this pain, the more it will eat you up inside of you. You must cry aloud. Break the, what is cry aloud? Talk to somebody of spiritual maturity that could, that, that could hear you. Talk to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm angry. I'm hurt. God is not surprised when you open up to him. Don't think that he's going to send a lightning bolt because you say, I am hurting and I am offended. Talk to God. Cry aloud. But don't stay silent. Guys, when I said this, this verse what I'm about to tell you, right, I'm, I'm about to tell you, it's, it's in a Psalm 32 verse 3, right. I came here, uh, sorry, in that thing, in the altar call, and I saw women, I saw this one girl, tight dress, and she was, she was breaking her silence of years of being Unfortunately, molested. And guys, she had got so deep in her bondage that demonic activity entered. Do you know open doors, open doors in our lives can attract demonic spirits. And I'll never forget this one skinny girl with a, with a growling man's voice. I passed by her and, and the demon inside her goes, leave this one alone like this. This one is mine. And I, you know, obviously I was filled with the Holy Spirit at that time, and I said, I'm not asking you, I'm telling you, at the count of three, you will, you will leave, this is not about deliverance, but I'm telling you my point, one, two, three, it was in front of like seven, eight hundred youth, free, let her go, right, years of silence have caused, had caused demonic oppression and, and possession, I'll never forget, she shaked under the floor, and I just kept ministering, right, and all of a sudden, five, five, five minutes later, I hear this roar, and I turned around, and that girl, I feel the Holy Spirit here. She ran up on stage, and tears flowing down her, her eyes. She goes, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free, I'm free. And she stood. You know why? Because she broke the silence for years. She chose to open up. And this is the scripture I read. It's in Psalm 32, verse 3. When I kept silent my bones grew old and my groan in my groanings all day long 
put that scripture up there. Psalm 32, verse 3. Did you, I didn't even know that was a scripture till b- back in the day. The Lord gave me that scripture. Psalm 52 says, you want to enlarge your place? Cry aloud. Break the silence. There's some of you. I'm not talking about your personality. So don't, don't think that I'm telling you not to be extrovert. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is there's, there's skeletons in your closet you haven't told anybody. It's time to open up. Open up to God. Repent about it. Talk to trusted people that will help you through it. Get freedom. Do you have that scripture up there, guys? Psalm 32, verse 3. The New King James. 32, verse 3. In the, there, okay. When I kept silent, look at this, guys. My bones grew old. Everybody say, when I kept silent. My bones grew old through my groanings all day long. What is it in your life, before we go to number three, what is it in your life that has silenced you? Or try to say, no, you cannot speak anymore on this because the, the hurt is so deep. Maybe today is a time that you could open up and that's how you grow. Can I hear an amen? Third one. I'll be quick. The worship team, could you come up here, please? We're going to close. We have uh, two more here after this. Are you getting something this morning? Everybody say, enlarge my territory. Say, enlarge my capacity so I can grow and mature. Look at the third point. Now, this is key. The third ingredient out of Isaiah 54 to expand and grow. Watch this. Be willing To be stretched, this is for somebody, and take risks by confronting your limitations and your comfort zones. I'm going to say that again. Be willing to be stretched and take risks. Everybody say take risks. You're never going to grow if you don't take some risks. That was good right there. Listen, by confronting your limitations and your comfort zones. Where did I get that? Enlarge the place of your tent and let them stretch. Everybody say stretch. Everybody say stretch. We've got to identify our limitations and learn how to take risks. One of the greatest ways that I have grown in my faith. Let me ask you guys something. We're going to talk to each other. How does your faith grow? Right? How does it grow? Does it you just say, Lord, let my faith grow? In my life, faith has grown when I knew it was the voice of the Lord. That's key. You have to know it's the voice of the Lord. And then God goes, now it's your turn. Yeah. It's a, it's a test. Guess what? I had to leave. I told my wife, I said, babe, and I was terrified. When I started this church, I, I was terrified. I said, I have no plan B. Guys, you know what I'm talking about. Your manhood, you got to take care of your family. I said, I have no plan B. If this doesn't work, I'm pulling the whole family down. But I knew I had a thus saith the Lord. I had like about 20 of them because I'm a knucklehead. And God says, he gave me all these all these prophetic signs, this is a time, this is a time, you need to start your church. But guess what? How my faith grow unless I don't take a risk? I had to take a risk. I stepped out, and most of you know this, and I went to the, the November 6, 2016, we went to the Apopka Middle School, and I refused to look back. I was like, because the enemy, you know, he, he starts stealing with you. No one's going to show up. This is going to close down in a month. You're going to drag your family down. This is the worst decision, and I'm fighting. Come on, I'm speaking to somebody here. God has spoken you to do something, and he's waiting now on you. You already have the thus say of the Lord. You just got to stretch. Whew. 
for the Lord. So I went like this. All of a sudden, my wife, my beautiful wife, she goes, turn around. She said, turn around. And I turned around. And I saw like 400 people there. I said, oh my God. And the Lord said, this is a sign that I'm with you. You just went from one level of faith to another. Now I can believe for greater things. So when it came down to getting this building, I had a notch of before faith. And so when this building came, I was like, this is, and all my team, we're going to get it, we're going to get it. And I fasted and prayed. And you know the story. Seven months as a church, an Easter Sunday, the businessman that was dealing with this owner that was waiting on who to give this building to and denied a million dollars in cash said, tell Pastor George the building is his. And gave me the keys to the building in a public uh, uh, supermarket. And we, as a seven-month-old church, got this 15,000-square-foot building. Look at God. Look at God. Stretch yourself or else you won't grow. What is God telling you to do that you have said no for years? This is a sign that you could grow. You want to grow? You can't just grow in knowledge. you got to grow in faith. And you know how to grow in faith? Okay, Lord. You told me? You told me? Are you sure you told me? You sure you told me? I'm sure. But now the Lord goes, it's on you now. Now you step out in faith and watch what God does. I say this in love. Some of you need to be stretched in order for you to grow. The hardest thing to do is doing it the first time. But when you do it the first time, ooh, the second time, it'll be easier. Then you can believe, then all of a sudden, like, we're not just believing for this building now. Now we're believing for across the street and that thing over there too. Enlarge my territory over the kingdom. We are. But, but I couldn't have that level of faith when I first thought. I'd be like, no way. But I'm like, wait, God gave us the, the church. He gave us the income. He gave us the building by each step of faith. Every week, because of my nerve condition, I go through stretches. I know some of you guys, have, I've talked to you guys, wonderful young adults here. And they stretch me. I, man, I never knew. I mean, my leg is there. My other leg is here. And I'm looking at my leg like, how in the world? I never knew. And, the, like, the lady's, like, on my leg. I'm like, hey, how are you? You doing good? All right. But I feel my nerves opening up. Watch this. Are you ready? Are you ready for this revelation? It hurts, but it gives me three or four hours of pain uh, relief for the day. You know why? Here's a, here's a key. In order for you to grow, there must be growing pains. Some of you, the pain that you're going through is actually growing pains. If you're living, oh, glory to God. If you're living for the Lord and you're starting to live right and you're starting to get plugged in and then all of a sudden, all hell starts breaking loose the moment you said, I'm going to start going to church again. I'm going to bring my family to church again. I'm going to start. And all your family's looking at you weird and all your friends. Why? Because you're growing. Years ago, my kids would come up to me. they said, say, Dad, my knee hurts. And I would pray and I would bind and I would rebuke and I would put, nothing happened. I would put, and one time the doctor says, oh, these are growing pains. The bone is growing. You want to grow? I said, do you want to grow? 
then sometimes you got to learn how to be stretched a bit. And for a season, it's going to hurt a little bit. How many love going to the gym? You get sore afterwards if you do it right. <laughs> now watch this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conclude this. Glory to God. How many getting something? I feel the Lord speaking to some of you. Number four, I'll be quick. Number four, strengthen the qualities and disciplines that are already strong in your life. That's an ingredient for growth. Where did I get that? Strengthen your stakes. Build all the things that are already strong and stable in your life. Don't focus only on your weakness. Focus on strengthening your stakes. Stakes were used as anchors. So if you, ha- if, you are do- if you have two strong disciplines, keep feeding those disciplines because they'll help you overcome others. Strengthen your stakes. Here's another thing. Strengthen the things that are important to you. That's how you grow. Strengthen your family. Strengthen your marriage. Do you know that strengthening your marriage takes intentionality? That means, God forbid, going out on dates. That means taking time out. You know how you strengthen fellowship with others? Strengthening. You call them and say, let's go out to dinner. We went out, Derek and, 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 and Kehlani, we went out to, to dinner. A good friend of mine for years. But you know what? I could have said, I'm just too much in pain. But I'm in, I want to be intentional so that we could grow as a family. But it was fun to me, right? Be intentional to strengthen your relationship with your children. Intentional. That's how you grow. And the last but not least, we're going to close with this. This is good. Are you ready for this? Because I hear, I hear the Lord on this. Confront your fears. Where did I get that? Do not fear. That's what the, Isaiah 54 says. Remember, stretch out. Then the last thing he says, do not fear. Listen, please hone in on me because I'm going to say something really deep. I feel the Holy Spirit moving all over this building here. There's three main fears that I believe God wants you to confront. The fear of commitment. Many of you have gotten hurt at other churches or other relationships or other jobs. And now your fear when you're in a new season is that you don't want to commit. Come on, somebody. I'm speaking to you. Because of the fear that it will happen all over again. And then you will never get committed. Confront your fear of commitment. Watch this. I'm going to get deep. Confront your fear. Write it down. A failure. Some of us don't start anything because we feel like we're going to fail before we even start it. Confront that fear. If you want, I'm talking about spiritual expansion today. Confront. If I say confront, don't run from it. You got to confront it. You can't be like, I bind you, fear. No way. No way you're going to get me. No, uh, no. You got to turn around and face it. I remember a dream someone had years ago. I shared it before. There was a lion that was uh, chasing this, this woman, and it was this repeated dream. How many had repeated dreams, like the same dream? And so it would be like ferocious lion coming at, and right before it got close, it, got close, it, it would roar, and then she would wake up, and she would wake up in sweats. And it was so bad she had to go to a psychologist. True story. And, as a, as, and when she went to the psychologist, she told her her dream, and the psychologist goes, hmm, so it never bites you, does it? No, no, no. It just it always chasing me. The psychologist says, "Try in your subconscious mind." I know it sounds weird, but just just hear me out. Try to next time you have that, try to convince yourself to turn around and face it. It's only a dream. So 
next time she had the dream, I guess she was able in her dream to, to turn around and face it. And in the dream, she goes, why are you chasing me? I know it sounds like Narnia here, right? The lion opened her mouth and says, I'm your courage, but you keep running away from me. I'm your boldness, but you keep running away from me. I'm trying to attach myself to you. The righteous are as bold as a lion. Bold as a lion. Some of you need to confront your fear of failure. Because if you don't confront your fear of failure, you'll never start anything. You always feel like you have two strikes against you. you if you're going to grow, stop thinking. Listen, that failure is bad. Michael Jordan got cut from his high school basketball team. If he would have identified, imagine the coach that did that. How he feels now. I cut the best friend. But watch this. He didn't say, oh, my God. Nobody believes in me. He says, I'm going to work harder. A true sign of a champion and a warrior are not those who never fail. They're those who never quit. And the last thing we're going to pray right now that we need to face when it comes to our fear. Fear of commitment. Fear of failure. Fear of rejection. All of us battle some fear of rejection. In order for us to say what we want to say to our family members or talk to that person in the 7-Eleven about Jesus, we're more concerned about their opinion about us and they never even met us and we're fearing rejection. But many of us, because we have been rejected in our past, it's a huge thing for us. So I want everyone to stand up. I want everyone to stand up. We're going to worship. I'm going to ask God to deal with you in the area of growth. Remember, singing, crying aloud. Some of you need to break the silence that you've been holding for years. Stretch yourself. Face your fears. Come on, lift up your hands right now. Let the Lord speak to you right now. Come on, we're closing. Come on. Let the Spirit of God speak to you today. Some of you need to break the silence today. At the altar, you need to break the silence. We're going to be committed to grow. We're going to be committed to expand. We're going to let our offense go, our bitterness go. Come on. Come on. Thank you for tuning in. For more information about us, please visit remnantchristiancenter.com.